0: oh my gosh hi
1: (laughs) (laughs) so how are you guys Your guys no anyway it's about to get real it's gonna get real because now we're done we're done with all the fun games silly childish things okay
0: which are not actually so silly (laughs) no
1: we're i'm I'm joking i'm I'm joking um but today is more of like a content-centered topic and very personal. It is something that's personal, oh. something that is super relevant um to me especially, and we're gonna get into it. So today we're talking about gifted kid burnout and how it has affected our lives and identities. Oh my gosh. So that was heavy. Oh <laughs> that was heavy. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> that was just the title. <laughs> so um i'm pretty sure this is something that is always circulating on social media it's just like burnout 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 it's one of those buzzwords that everyone's like oh yeah new thing because Mm. of the way that our lives are set up it is something that is more prone to happening because we're always busy we're always productive we're always getting things done and i think burnout is something that a lot of people if not everybody has experienced at least once before what's burnout so burnout is basically like when you exhaust yourself physically, mentally, emotionally to a certain end. So if, you're, if you work a 9 to 5 and every day you're just busting your ass, working hard, you have no time for anything else, no time for leisure, no time for hobbies, relaxation... Eventually, you're going to reach what is called a burnout. And that just means your system is shutting down. Like you're done. Mm. Your brain is like, I need rest. Okay. Mm. And when burnout happens, it usually leads to things like procrastination um, and inability to do like basically executive dysfunction. Mm. Where it's mm. like you can't do anything mm. as much as you want to. Like you're in your head like, I need to get this done now. Why but am you just I not doing it? you just can't find it in yourself. But your body's like not moving. Um, catatonic. Like depression could be a part of it Where you just lay in bed for like three days And you don't move And you don't even want to eat And nothing but sleep Okay That's like one of the more Intense side effects of burnout And I think um, Like I said Most people have experienced some level Obviously you're not, I'm not saying everybody's experiencing the same thing I
0: mean yeah We were all Um in in terms of those who have had education experiences, you know, in high school, like primary school, but especially high school, I don't know uh, whether you have experienced the glory of, you know, matric, which is like prelims and finals and the crushing weight of like expectation that comes with <clears throat> that um, or not. And whether, you know, you still have to experience that or you remember your experience with that, that is probably... Like metric is probably where you would find burnout happening within multiple mm. people and mul- multiple students because it's just so it's made Crueling. out to be like the culmination of all your academic efforts. It's like this think, is all or nothing
1: type thing. Yeah, I think it's also one of the places where people first experience burnout. Yeah, like if you're if you're someone who goes through primary school and you're like, oh, I'm sailing, I'm like, okay. Mm. Like, there's times when I'm stressed out, but I'm making it, pushing through. And then, you uni- know, I mean, then high school, you're also like, ah, oh, this is okay, this is easy. You get to, like, grade 11 matric, this is where it starts that's getting thing. heavy. And I think that's where most people, their first, like, their first experience with burnout, they would say, like, grade 11 or matric, mm. you know.
0: So for me, personally, I... Remember saying to my parents in grade 11, like, this is the first time I feel like I'm doing school. And what does that mean? (laughs) It means that it was the first time that I actually encountered like difficulties with subjects. And by that, I mean, academically, it's always been like, this is your identity. This is your thing. You get distinctions in everything. You get the merits. You get the Mm. awards. You're at every single honors evening, which... For 12 years of my life, I didn't miss any honours evening. I was always invited. Humble
1: brag. Humble brag. Hashtag humble brag. You know what? This is going somewhere. So this is not us. This is not an episode of us talking about how great we are. You're going to see in a good second. We're going to get a great twist. We're going to get super humbled. And then you guys are going to be satisfied. Because you're going to be like, ha, take that. But... Yes, this is just the build up to what we're going to say. Mm. So yes, please do not be offended by... No, just listen to this with an open ear? Yeah, we're not here like... Yo, we were so good at everything and we never had difficulty and we were just amazing. Because guess what? That
0: is that, a past tense verb. Pa- past tense. Were. <laughs> were. We said... Were. We, said, were. We,
1: said, <laughs> we, said, we used to take W's, now it's an L. So we're, gonna, we're just going back a little bit. We're reminiscing on the good day. I was gonna say, but those only, days are. The
0: only W you'll be we taking is work, though. <laughs> that hit too
1: hard, bro. Don't hold your head like that. <laughs> I had to hold the weight of the world in my hands right now. That like, is... that's insane. Anyway, continue.
0: Yeah, no. So then when I hit grade 11, it was the first time, like, I was. struggling. I was struggling. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm getting like. 70s, 70s,
1: then it's like 60s and 60s. And then it's like, (gasps) like fail, fail. Like, I mean, I think the first... One of the first times I experienced failure in high school was... Mathematics. No. No. Like, history. (gasps) Oh! Oh! Like, remember when we were writing prelims and then we... Like, I, I did this thing where I skipped an entire page of questions and it cost me, like, 20 marks. What was
0: weird is... Okay, so, um, Tia and I did this thing where, well, in our high school, we had two different, like, curriculum things, Mm. and so for us in grade 10, when you're doing your Cambridge curriculum, you're writing your, your... Like, it's an equivalent of a matric, kind of. Mm. uh,
1: Like, a local matric. you basically write prelims and matric twice. Yeah. I mean, and finals twice. Because we we did did it in grade 10. Cambridge, and then we did, yeah. yeah. So, in grade 10, we did our other syllabus our other curriculums, prelims. And I remember flunking so badly. Dude, we did so badly. And when prelims. I say flunking, okay, people always like, yeah. No. people who know me personally, I no. was like, yeah. oh, what do you mean? Like, you got like a 70. That's like, the first time I, I got, got like a, a Yeah. I got like a 40 something mm. on that exam. Okay. And my, our teacher was like, what the fuck? Yeah, because the two because of us were like the it <laughs> was distinction like, students. It was like a group of us in high school history. And we were like, it was just all girls just all girls on one side of the mm-hmm. classroom and we were like the distinction students and then our teacher basically had this expectation of us that was like okay you guys are smart you're you gonna slay. Keep, yeah, you're gonna slay, but you better keep it up. So anything below like a seventy five, she She's was like, like, she was like calling us to her desk like, are you okay? No, but can you imagine anything, be- guys? Like, and and that's why I'm saying like there were expectations put on us. It wasn't like oh yeah, we were doing this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, our teachers, guys, our teachers, I was supposed parents, to be impartial.
0: As a lot a teacher, yeah, a lot least. of the
1: times our teachers, our parents, people that were in authority, places of authority or parental positions were enforcing these expectations on us and that is also why we had such this such an identity built around being academics, academics gifted kids whatever the hell you want to call it um and that was one of the first times i ever encountered failure for something serious you know it was an exam it was something and that going mark on went my, into our report. Yeah, bro. it went onto my report because usually if I failed something, it was something small and I could quickly make it up mm. so that my report wouldn't reflect. Because
0: it. like obviously being like we're we're still people.
1: Yeah, like, it's not like Gen I never day, ever experienced failure bit, before. Yeah, I have. I did. I I had failed like certain tests, like small things here and there. it Failed like, but it's but always I could something always would make, make up for, it yeah. up. This yeah. was the first time I could not cover this shit up. And I had to have that on my report. So that
0: was the first taste. Then we got into grade eleven,
1: and then it was like, damn, like you know what I think though, because we were so prepared for the grueling pressure of grade eleven because of how many times people would tell us like, this is gonna be the hardest year of your whole, you know, I mean your whole high school um career, career, and you're gonna be like, and we took that to heart. We were like, okay, shit, it's gonna be fucking hard, okay, so we made sure that we tried to do our best Mm. obviously there were times when we were like damn that kicked us in the butt okay lots of times and i think um by this time we were getting a little bit more comfortable it was becoming more humorous to like fail things instead of like
0: a hard hit, a heartbreaking like sadness. the girl who cries when she gets 98 like
1: i'm so serious when i say that it took me a while to go from being heartbroken and disappointed with myself <laughs> to being like gang, gang. To just like laughing and being like oh anyway. which is where we're still
0: at now because university <clears throat> is real yeah
1: we're gonna get to current events mm. soon you guys probably like why do you guys always talk about high school so much don't worry, we're getting to There's university. There's a story, guys. Like, come There's, on, a, like, follow is, the narrative, bro. We're literally authors right now. We're <laughs> writing a book of our lives, and we're going to get there. So let's let's be patient, okay? Anyway, grade eleven, sort of a blur. Something that I remember was that the workload was a lot more. We were, it wasn't necessarily difficult. It and this is where homies
0: got real. Where it was like, I'm going to take maths lit. I'm oh, seriously, not going like, to take I think science in, anymore.
1: In No, I took... So, I took maths lit in Matric. Yes, yes. So... But a lot of other people were more real with themselves. were like, nah. Like, I don't need maths. And let me
0: tell you something. As someone who did maths core, there was absolutely no need... For me think, to do math I think ball. it was
1: either, like, an external pressure. Like, if your parents were like, you need to take this or ball. Or like it was like, like a, a status,
0: like a like a little yeah. intellectual thing.
1: But, or, or if you were like, okay, I don't really know where I'm going with my career path yet. Let me just take it in case I need it. I think a lot of people did that because they had no, like, set but, path for where they were going. So, they were like, what if I am a STEM person? And then nobody ended up being STEM before. No, no, no. curiously so, nobody. like, I think... I think that was something that also came with the whole burnout thing was that we put too much on our plates. Like we thought that we needed to be doing everything at the same time to be praised and to be like seen as these people that were academically gifted and that were yeah. like able to basically basically be robots. Like yes. there was no room for... Like, taking the easy way out. There was no room mm. for, like, failing. Especially with, like, brown parents. And I want to say
0: <sighs> that with my parents, they didn't, like, l- let me down easy with the whole thing. She managed to convince her parents. um, And I think that's also, like, with is, credit of having an older sibling yes, going through yes. things. But for me, personally... Yo guys. And there's gonna be an episode where I talk about my eldest daughter trauma. And you
1: must because it's shared and I think a lot of people would love to be, like, seen in that way. So we're gonna we're Getting there as well. But I think something that I am grateful for, one of the ways that I was treated like a younger sibling was that my brother went through the whole process of, like, take math math, you must must take science. science. But the thing that happened there is actually that my parents were all for my brother dropping those subjects and taking art because he was good at art since he was, like, a child. So my parents were like, yeah, this makes sense. Take visual arts, pursue it, and then... Study art in university And then he was out there Like My brother was a stubborn Piece of shit And he was like I wanna be a scientist I wanna be an engineer I'm gonna be girl, so going smart about? And like That has no bearing On the fact that He was not talented In any of those other aspects Like he's a smart person And I'm not saying My brother's stupid But I'm saying His talent and passion Lied in a different area And the thing so is he forced himself Cause he was like I'm gonna do it guys I'm gonna do it And my parents were like Why? And he was like Because I want to and then I learned from his very hard lesson. And in matric, I dropped math score. And I was like, fuck this shit. Ain't nobody going to make me do this for nothing. Because I know I'm not going to be taking any science subjects. I'm not going to be applying anything for anything, anything STEM. So let me go. Just let me go. Let my people go. So my parents were like, of course. Please. If you must. And then I let math, le- I mean, I let core math go. Did math best decision of my whole life, no, guys. And this is and I thing, think hey? Kate will speak on why this was the best decision.
0: So, as someone who took maths core and like, let's be real, guys. You don't do intense like hectic maths until you get to grade eleven, and then you can clearly see do I have an aptitude for this thing or don't I? And that is what you must listen to. You must see where your strengths and weaknesses are laying because once you get like it's it's like you're playing a game right when you're doing the easy and intermediate levels it's like okay anyone can get by with that when you're doing the hard levels and you're going to expert then you see where your aptitude really lies mm. in these things mm. and i clearly had intellectualism leaning more towards like a language and history based. like i'm i'm that type of smart mm. okay not like the stem science not, math smart. not science and math smart and like, to be honest, I, I, can, like, I, I can do basic maths. I'm also, I have an aptitude towards, like, accounting and stuff like that, which is, like, very structured types of maths. But the things that we're doing in grade 11 and matric is, like, very engineering type. And I was out there beating myself up because I couldn't understand this. And then if you look at how you apply to universities and tertiary institutions and stuff like that, it's, like, math is needed for, like, core math is a compulsory requirement for so few courses mm, mm. and science is it's it's like so incredibly nuanced where it's like okay three courses yeah so you could literally get by and get a great degree doing english and maths because all you actually really need is english and then a relative math subject,
1: also something that people forgot about was that it doesn't matter if you take core maths and then get 50 or 40 percent, like your APS is going to be so low anyway that they're going to be like, No, they're not gonna. Whereas, yes. if you take maths lit and you get like 80 or 90, your you're APS getting is a base, shoot up APS, and yes. they're going to be like, Oh wow, like you're actually good at this, like this is a high APS, let's take you. Because I feel like Yes, the individual subjects are important, especially depending on. But they're on looking what, at your. APS but they're looking at your too. APs. They're like, oh wow, like cool, it's high. Anyway, all of this to say, we had put a lot on our plates in terms of pressure in high school, and we had always been known as like the academically gifted students, mm-hmm. the people that didn't really need to try as hard, and we would still do well. Of course, we tried though. Like we studied, we did our things. We were not like slacker students in any way. Um, <clears throat> And I think it also had a lot of, a lot to do with, like, expectations, like I said, from, like, teachers, from parents, from mm. family members, from other friends. Like, people always looked at us like, yeah, those are the smart girls. They're always going to be the smart girls. Like, cool. We kind of had a bit of an a validation fix from this. And I think academic validation is something so underrated. People always talk about, like... Male validation and like
0: and like, in terms of parental parental
1: and I'm just like academic validation that is, the is drug. so fucking addictive and it and especially if your entire identity since you were a child is built around it that's the brown girl drug. it's it's that's the brown girl drug that's where all of our mental illness Tends from bro. because honestly that's the only place where we get attention like especially if you <sighs> are like that is so deep. Dude, it's so 'Cause if you're like a brown girl or a brown like woman... Like you don't get a lot of male validation. No, and Your you parents don't you love yeah, their parental sons. Bro, especially like I was I was gonna say that if you have brothers, you're like the second in line so the only way that you ever get attention and praise from your parents is if you're academically gifted because then they're like wow you're so smart you're so this and that they come to your award ceremonies they like pay attention to you and um i think that for us we really were like damn this is the only way like we we we're
0: the one daughter and then we have like brothers
1: yeah (laughs) so it's like (laughs) and then you, we make it through matric and we're like, wow, we do well, like amazing. We get into university. University Your guys. is where things start going downhill. Okay. Cause mm. like not only did COVID start like in the first year of our university lives,
0: it, um, ate to, yeah, it ate
1: away, yeah, ate like our two years of university experience. But Shame, hey? also mentally, it destroyed our discipline. It destroyed everything <laughs> that we had built up in oh, high school. Gosh. We we became exactly the opposite of what we were. Like we would we would be skipping classes, We wouldn't, wouldn't study, no studying until like the day of the exam or test. We would be. Because it was online. Like, everything was online. So, it wasn't like, oh, this pressure of going to school, having to listen in class, having to, like, take notes and do all of these things. Like, everything was provided. And it was like, after these 12 years of putting myself through this, let me just take it easy. And Mm. that was not the time to be taking it easy. Like, honestly, okay, first year was not as bad, okay? Like, the accommodations made for COVID were there. We were, like, kind of making it through. It was fine. But something that happened was that I had to really come to terms, like personally, with more, like failure becoming a more prominent part of my life. Like in high school, it was like yeah, I would fail like once or twice a year or something, and then I would get over it. And but as we said, it was
0: like a little test that counted like five percent or something. Yeah,
1: this was where I needed to come to terms with failing like exams, assignments, a module. Like I could not do it, you know. And in first year second year I never failed a module but we came close <laughs> in third year guys I'm actually repeating third year this year because I failed like four modules okay I'm being so candid right now mm. like this is something and this is what I'm and speaking it's not something about- that's easy to say yeah this like is what you I- just
0: heard us saying we were there at every prize giving we were like the The fundamental part of our identity In all our circles Is being the academic that always gets things right And then
1: then not having to try as hard Because Mm. of our neurodivergence Like we were good at absorbing absorbing information good at learning surface level things but now that things are getting more like analytical and more like in depth and we we, actually have to try and we actually have to try and like put in effort (laughs) and study and learn how do you do that it's like what the fuck's going on and that makes us fall behind that's what's called the gifted kid burnout so it's like when you were like a child everything came easy to you you put in a minimal amount of effort and you got maximum results now because you have no bare on how to like actually put in the effort and you have no you know you have no history on like failure or like things that that other people have had experience with. You're falling behind your peers. Like everybody else seems to be like moving ahead of you and you're like there in the background. Because like, they know oh how gosh. to handle these because, things. Because yeah they know how to handle these things and this is the first time that we're ever like encountering it. And I think with university, like I was saying just now it is so difficult for me to talk about failing a year. Like, I never in my life thought that I would be repeating mm. an entire year of school. I mean, obviously, it's university, but it still feels to me like an, like a very deep failure. Mm. And, of course, I have more supportive... Like, my parents are way more supportive now. I have friends that support me. I don't have anyone in my life particularly that's, like, going to make me feel shitty about this. It's more like, I'm going to make me feel shitty about this. Like, I have such high expectations for myself that I'm like, this is so, this is unacceptable. Like how could I have allowed this to happen? And she was really beating herself <clears throat> up about it.
0: Which, by the way, let me just let me just throw myself in here. Um, I also like failed two modules because of the way that our uh, syllabus is structured. It didn't necessitate me having to uh, re- repeat the year, but it's two modules, and like I'm seeing it this year, and I'm scared. And let me tell you, when I say fail, I mean. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because I want to say this, guys. You can live your life thinking you're an academic and then you get to third year law and you do tax law. feel
1: <laughs> <laughs> like so many people out there like, Please. yo. Please, shout out to all
0: my accounting students. Shout out to all my like BCom law and my LLB students who have gone through the, the monster of tax law. Um, tax law exam, guys. Six typed pages referenced okay i got six percent for that exam (laughs) and that was that was half of my my mark so obviously that being said i didn't pass and it was really difficult to see the look in my specifically my father's eyes because my mom isn't so intense academically because she knows that i hold myself to a high standard. And you know
1: what? That is something we share in common because I think the dads are really weird. Why isn't the dads, in. guys? Like my mom, okay, my mom was scary in many other ways. Let me just say, my mom was a scary mother. Okay, but academically, she wasn't the forefront of my of the war against me. Okay, she was more like the background support that was there, like huh. oh yeah, 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 my dad was the weapon formed against me. Yo! My academic
0: Yo! because he <laughs> Came. I felt that in my bones. You know bro. What? You know
1: that like super stereotypical, insanely universal experience of having your dad like tutor you maths, and then you end up in tears yes. because he is like yelling at you, and he's like, "Why are you so stupid? Yes. Why don't you understand?" Shared my, experience, right Shared here. experience. Like I, I genuinely in in primary school, and high school, I never needed my parents to help me with homework. Let me just say, like because I learned from this one experience mm. if I ever needed help it was not going to be from my parents okay like I was never going to ask them but there was one time where I asked my dad to help me with a math Your problem diagnosis. Hey. and he was like explaining it to me in his old ass math ways and his formulas that were outdated since mm. like 2005 mm. and I was just like dad I don't understand what you're saying because we don't learn it this way anymore Oh my god. As soon as you my dad was like yelling at me. He was like, no, you're just you don't understand like why aren't you getting it? It's so easy, blah 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 blah. I was like, death, just give me my book. I don't wanna I don't wanna do this anymore. Just leave me alone. And like ever since then Ever since those tears on my math book, Guys. I never asked my parents for help, especially my dad. I was like, mm-mm. Are you even a real one you, if you can... haven't cried into, like, the pages of your no, book? No, and I'm so serious. Like, ever since then, never. And I think my dad was the driving force in my, like... The pressure that i had academically because he was very hard on me like like cake was saying our dads were there and why is what we were we getting like 90 percent? because, 90%, because it's like, why didn't you get 100 look at me mm. in my eyes right now and tell me
0: why these men were getting d's <gasps> and it's always the dad's
1: hey bro because my dad was like failing high school and my mom and my mom was, was an like... an A student. Yeah, like, I got, like, B's and C's and cool. And, and yet she doesn't And my dad was, like, D and E and F. And he's... Yet he's here, like, oh, my word. How could you? Okay. All that to say, he's a lot better now. He still has a little bit of that No, they still have their moments, here. yeah. My mom has to be the, like, hey, she's... She's doing good, okay? Just leave her alone. She's in university. But, um... I think that was where it like started <clears throat> the whole like pressure of this stuff, but all that I want to say to you guys is that if you do or if you did find yourself like someone that used to perform really well in school or if you are like damn i 'm not smart anymore, I feel like an idiot everybody 's going and you in front feel of like me. your sense of identity is lost and you feel like your sense of identity is lost because let 's be real <clears throat> like I think forming. Your identity around something like academic validation is very precarious. And it's something that eventually you're going to have to step away from. Mm. Because it's not healthy. Like, you can't base your intelligence, your progress, your education...
0: On on some syllabus
1: that some person made. Exactly. Or on the praise that you receive from Mm. others. Like, Mm. all that you can do is meet yourself where you're at be like okay this is the person i am now i am no longer that person and you're that no has... less
0: a person
1: exactly i just because i'm no longer that person that used to get straight a's and that was the top performer in my class and that didn't need any like extra help it doesn't mean that i'm any less of a person and it doesn't mean that i am any less deserving Of getting this damn degree. Mm. I think that's something that a lot of people who suffer with imposter syndrome like myself have to come to terms with is even if you are not the best at it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Okay. Because pass rates for like hey bro,
0: you're looking at your
1: doctor and that person <clears throat> had a pass rate of like fifty percent, like you And know. I'm so serious when I say that like it doesn't necessarily mean that because you're failing you are bad an idiot. Being, yeah, yeah. You know? Like you have no idea what's going on or you are just completely like what's it called? Incapable, Incapable. at what you're doing. Because I know so many people that are so intelligent so well-rounded so like in the know and they are not doing very well at university they're not getting those a's they're not even getting b's or c's okay Mm. but that doesn't make them any less of a person intellectually and that doesn't mean that they are any less of a person in terms of their identities so what i think this should like help And this is something that I'm going to do this year is like, obviously put in the effort and I know that I can do it. We can do it guys. Mm. We can reignite that spark of ourselves. Yes. And a setback doesn't mean a forever failure. Yes. But also like exploring other sectors of your identity and trying to like, be like, okay, so who am I now? Mm. Like, who is, who is T? Like, who is T now that my academic validation era (laughs) is over or now that my academic validation isn't something that I put as a top priority Mm -hmm. on my like list of of things that I need or my personality and yeah I think that like finding out who you are trying to like explore your life this is literally like the point of our 20s and the point of being in university is like being thrown with adversities being thrown with obstacles and Hard times and things that are not that we're not used to, and like learning from those things and seeing you know that shape you into a
0: more mature person mm. and a resilient person because we're living not for the gratification of academics, finance, fame, and all of those things. You love to find fulfillment and be happy, and of course, those things are factors there, but don't make one thing the be all and end all of that identity
1: Mm. so yeah we hope this like helped some people feel seen and Mm. even if you weren't like a gifted kid and you're just burnt out as fuck like yeah that is also something that we're like talking about any type of like academic burnout any type of failure any type of oh my gosh i am not good at this we see you we're, we're right here right here with you like you're not alone and we're going we're gonna to figure this shit out together. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we hope that you guys will stick with us for the ride. Um, find us on our social media at Podcast on Instagram. All of our links are in the link tree in the bio. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.